You are now listening to the Bulls and Queens podcast, where we have sexy fun exploring the lifestyle and swinging exploits of black bulls, queens of spades, cuckold fantasies, open relationships, seductive interracial encounters, and other kinky shenanigans that are sure to get you off in a very good way. So get ready, ladies, and make sure you take notes, gentlemen, because here is your host, that super sexy, bold black man candy, Doc Chocolate. What's up, everybody? It is your man, Doc Chocolate, from Las Vegas. I am your favorite BBC podcaster from America's Playground in the Desert. And yes, this time, I did not wait two weeks before I published my next episode. Aren't you so proud of me? So, today on episode number 43, Bulls and Queens Nation, I have ourselves a little surprise for you. I have Mr. Brian and Mrs. Brenna of the Front Porch Swingers. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about all things kinky, all things lifestyle, about their HBO television show that they had, as well as the kinky fun adult parties that they throw throughout the country. So you don't want to miss that. But before we get started, let's have a word from our sponsor. And what do you know? I am the sponsor. So the sponsor is Doc Chocolate's OnlyFans page. Yes, yes, yes. If y'all want to see some kinky, fun, BBC loving shenanigans, adventures, and my playdates with hot wives, milfs, queens of spades from all across the country, you need to just go right now to the website at bullsandqueens.com and click that first link that says OnlyFans. And then what you're gonna do is you're gonna subscribe to my OnlyFans account and you're gonna see all types of videos of my behind the scenes with sexy woman and just the different, I can't even say some of the things that you're gonna see on the video. You, you just gotta go there because I'm recording this as a podcast. I don't wanna say none of the stuff that I do. You just go to bullsandqueens.com Click on the link that says OnlyFans, and you're gonna see what's what's up. All right, because we actually had uh, this week. I published a feature movie, a feature triple X movie, which is titled Soul Snatching Sex Part Two, and on it I had Madame Kitty Masters, and she is something magnificent all right so we were in the guest bedroom we had a bed break i made her holler she made me holler a couple times and yeah yeah it it things got crazy fast and in a very 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 
good white. And so that's going to be on my OnlyFans and it's only available and it's exclusive for subscribers. Go right now, bullsandqueens.com, click the link that says OnlyFans. You're not going to be disappointed, okay? That being said, we do have ourselves a new review on the Apple Podcast. I don't even know why I said the Apple Podcast. So our review came from Apple Podcast and it came from Hunter12661. And he left it on July 4th, 2022. So happy past Independence Day. He said, great content and left us five stars. You are freaking awesome, Hunter. He said, from someone that has been in the cuckold lifestyle for 21 years, this podcast has some great content. So thank you very much, uh, Hunter, for your awesome review. Love you, my man. You are killer. So two pieces of information that I want to convey with you guys before we get into today's episode is number one we are throwing a content review I'm sorry a content creator party so we're throwing a content creator party and I'm doing it with cam of uh, bull bang uh, gang and it's going to be in Las Vegas on August 19th and August 20th, which is a Friday and a Saturday. And some of you may be asking, Doc, what is a content creator party? Basically, and simply put, it is a gathering or a party that we do for people that are content creators, either on OnlyFans, ManyVids, uh, maybe you have your own custom website, maybe you're on Fansly, whatever the case is, you are a person that creates video content and you adult video content, triple X content, and you sell it. All right. And one of the biggest problems that people have is actually getting people that want to be business minded, have a swinger mentality and actually come through and actually play on camera. That can be very, very difficult. And so what we're doing is we're taking that step or that variable out of the equation and we're going to have a nice, fun arena for you to come, party, network, have fun, meet new people, those that are business-like, and capture everything on video. So we're going to have uh, one-on-ones that you can do. You can do threesomes, boy on girl, girl on girl. You can do orgies. We can do gangbangs. You can do all types of niche type things. So there's some type of you know fetishes. I know that some uh, people are talking about doing Nuru body rubs. Some are talking about doing foot jobs. Ooh, I love myself a good foot job. All right, but that is going to be out here in Las Vegas, August 19th and August 20th, which is a Friday and a Saturday. And to be considered, because we are going to keep it small, you want to go ahead and email me at bullsandqueens at gmail.com, bullsandqueens at gmail.com. All right. And the second and last bit of information that I want to convey to you beautiful, sexy people is the last announcement. I am supporting Lifestylers magazine, which is throwing an event called the Hot Wife Palooza 2. 
okay? And this is going to be September 23rd through the 24th in beautiful Palm Springs, California at the Exotic Dreams Resort Hotel. And you can find more information about that event, that palooza, at bullsandqueens.com slash lifestyle. That's bullsandqueens.com slash lifestyle. So a quick bullet point list on what's going on down there at the Hot Wife Palooza number two is it's going to have 36 on-site rooms for you to play 15-hour day passes per day are available you're going to have exceptional pre-approved single males that like to play with hot wives you're going to have vendor booths and live podcasts from none other than me i'm going to be down there live and in charge and i'm going to be talking a little bit shit with you guys and just dancing with y'all and talking and we're going to have a fun time where there's also going to be an evening DJ and a meal truck out there. Free photo shoots. Just bring your sexy, sexy, sexiness. There's going to be goodie bags and free LSM Lifestyle Magazine t-shirts. And then there's also going to be play, 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 and more play. You're going to be able to play until you just like pass out. Okay. And some updated points, you guys. Is Lifestyle Liar? Ah, can't even talk today. Lifestylers Magazine is going to have award-winning producer and director Roderick Stevens be up there, and he is go going to uh, guest record and film an interview for his lifestyle documentary called Open. And Open is a documentary that aims to destigmatize ethical non-monogamy and examine the profound positive effects that it can have on individuals and relationships. And also, Lifestylist Magazine is inviting single male groups of four or more at a discount price for hot wife gangbang groups. And hopefully you want to attend. Day passes for either Friday or Saturday or both days are available. And day passes, again, are considered 15-hour passes starting from 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. So make sure that you come out and hang by the pool all day, chill, and enjoy. The EDR Resort is a full nude resort with an open sexuality throughout the resort. Is that not awesome? And again, you guys, they're going to be having a live podcast broadcast by some crazy black, bald, bearded black man from the Bullsy Queen show on that Friday and that Saturday night on the main pool deck with a DJ on Friday from Friday and Saturday from 1 p.m. to whenever. So anyways, that being said, you guys, let's jump right into the podcast with Brian and Brenna, that awesome, lovely, sexy, beautiful, intelligent Wonderful, magnificent, superlative couple from Las Vegas. What's up? What's up, everybody? It is Doc Chocolate, the D to the OC Chocolate. I melt in your mouth and not in your hands, but I'll melt in your hands if you really, really want me to. I'm a man of many talents. So thank you for joining us on another Bulls and Queens experience. You lovely, sexy ladies and you handsome gentlemen are awesome. I hope you're doing blessed wherever in the world you are at. So today I have two lovely ass human beings on the 
show with me today whom I'm going to introduce here in a second. So they are like the king and the queen of swinging. <laughs> but I'll introduce them here in a moment. But first, ladies and gents, uh, please go ahead and go to Apple Podcasts, to Spotify, to iTunes, whatever the hell you're listening to this on, and leave us your best five-star review. Let's a bald, black, bearded man know how much you love him. And if you hate me, go ahead and leave me a five-star review anyways. So... You're awesome. And then also go ahead and get your free gift at bullsandqueens.com. It is the Bulls, the Queens, and the Cucks Survival Guide to the Lifestyle Fun. It is absolutely free. And if you hate it, guess what? I will give you 10 times the amount that you paid for it. And I'll let y'all do the math on that. Ha ha. All right. But without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce this beautiful couple that I have in front of me. So today I have Brian and Brenna of the Front Porch Swingers. Go ahead and give them a hand. Hi. Y'all. <laughs> what's up, what's up? So it's good to have you guys on board. And I'm going to go ahead and give everybody the bio, but I'm pretty sure most people that are in our space have heard of you guys before. You guys are like the OGs. All right. So Brian and Brenna, they actually hail from Montana and they just recently moved down to Las Vegas. On their show, they talk about sex on their terms. They talk about swinging, hot wifing, BDSM, and so much, much more. And their hopes are inspiring you and everyday other people to enjoy sex on your own terms. What Brian and Brenna do is they share interviews with some of the most interesting and insightful sex positive individuals out there. Now, if you're looking for a clinical view on the lifestyle, they're probably not your cup of tea. But if you want to hear real life adventures of a swinger and a hot wife couple, and let me tell y'all, this is <laughs> the way they describe those stories. You just tune in for the stories and the accounts on their adventures. It's hot. But if you want to hear real life adventures, make sure you check out their little slutty show. Is that a fair assessment on YouTube? Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're slutty. That's fair. Well, yeah. Half of us are anyway. <laughs> yeah. No. Hey, hey, if you two are slutty, I am slutty too. Oh, yeah. Well, we're Don't, proud of it. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it by any means. Well, thank you. Thank you. I was, thought y'all were trying to leave me out. I want to be a slut. No, too. no, no, no. I, I, <laughs> you I, can be in the slutty club. Yeah. I yes. Mean, you've, been to, you've been to the parties. You know, I've been to the parties. I've been to the parties. I may have gotten naked uh, once or twice at your parties. Well, just yeah. once. But it, it, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. So I have to ask you guys, how did y'all get started in the swinging adventures? Give us the 411. The exact way we recommend nobody gets in the lifestyle, <laughs> uh -oh. which is that we had one conversation about it over, it was like pillow talk after we had hooked up one night. Well, not hooked up with each other. And we were sitting in bed, laying in bed, talking about fantasies. 
And I told Brian, I would love to see him with another woman. And he was like, oh, I would love to see you with another man. And literally 10 days later, I had my first hot wife encounter. Thanks to Brian finding a ridiculously attractive man for me to play with. So again, not what we would recommend. It happened very quickly. We really rushed into things, although it worked out perfectly because obviously it's been, you know, just a wonderful change for us. That's Beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, is that a fair account, Brian? I mean, did you find her like this dude that looks like Dwayne The Rock Johnson or he this looks look like Thor? Like, he looked like Bradley Cooper. Okay, that's that's an attractive guy. Yeah, literally look like Bradley Cooper. I uh, put up an ad, made a post, uh, put up a profile, and within a few days got a number of responses. I sifted through them. Um, I had one request because at the time I was work- I was very busy working my my former job, he had to come meet me at work. So I had to see him face to face. So he did sharp guy. He was a business guy, uh, showed up during the day in his lunch break. We had a great conversation over a cup of coffee. Uh, he understood where we were, uh, obviously just starting out. He had very little experience. In fact, we were the first couple he ever had done this with. And when he was excited about it at the prospect of doing it. And sure enough, I think like four days later, so a total of 10 days went by. We met him for a cup of coffee at a a shop down the street from where we were living downtown and uh, went back and Brenna played with him that afternoon. It was fucking phenomenal. And Brian watched from the doorway. I watched. (laughs) Oh, did you record video or take pictures? No, 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 nothing like that. In fact, you know, it's always, you, you always talk about chasing the dragon, right? It's always the first hit, you know, as soon as this was over and it seemed like fucking forever because, you know, (laughs) <laughs> it's so hot. You're just ready to get to it. He, you know, they finish up. He gets dressed, shake his hand. Thank him very much. Out the door he goes. I don't even know if I shut the door all the way before <laughs> my clothes were off and she and I were, were back in bed. So it was so fucking hot. We're like, well, we need to do this immediately again. You know, that that's how we started. That is freaking hot, you know? And I think that most people that are vanilla and they're not into this lifestyle, I think when they imagine, well, how could you let this other guy get with your wife, right? And for those of us that have experienced it, we have a bit of angst off, obviously, maybe sometimes jealousy, but there's like this like deep-rooted sense of exhilaration in your chest, huh? Well, but along with that, we weren't, I mean, we're not married now and we were three months into our relationship. So this happened very quickly. And I think that also kind of helped. It was almost like we were growing together in the lifestyle and a lot of these non-monogamous adventures were kind of shaping our relationship. And that was very cool too, because I don't think either of us were expecting that. It was like, okay, this is a hot fantasy. We should do it. And we didn't realize how close it would bring us and how much we would have these in-depth conversations and new adventures together. It was, it was a very cool experience to start it so early on in our relationship. Yeah. We started, our relationship really began, it was predicated on a, on a BDSM dynamic. So we started out under the understanding that we weren't even looking for a relationship. We wanted a DS, you know, Dom sub uh, dynamic. And so we just kind of went from there, but it very quickly turned into a very serious relationship and we quickly not abandoned the BDSM piece, but did jump right into um, the hot wife, you know, ethical non-monogamous space because of that experience. And, you know, foot's been on the gas ever since, obviously. All right. So Brenna and Brian, who was the D and who was the S initially when you guys were talking about this? 
Uh, I'm the dom. She's the sub. Brenda's incredibly submissive for anybody who doesn't know that. <laughs> I don't uh, always want to be submissive, though. I would love to find more dominant and, or submissive men, I should say. And she did have the opportunity to play with a guy. She was topping a guy for a while back in Montana, which was great because she would go and play with him. There would be this very unique energy exchange when she came home. You know, she had been in complete control of this guy for a couple of hours. She'd come home to me and then that energy would shift completely. And it was really, really hot. He just got a little bit clingy. So she had to back off. Yeah. And I think that happens at times with a lot of people where sometimes you get people that get clingy or they fall in love and all of that. Has that happened to you guys a lot or a few times? Well, I think what's interesting about us is we are very open to the idea of polyamory. Um, So at this point in our lives, I don't think it would bother us as much. In the past, I think we had this mindset of like, we have to have a boundary there. We have to be able to separate sex from feelings. And if we're not able to, then we just have to move away from that person altogether. We're in a very different point in our lives now. We're like, if, for example, Brian started playing with someone and he really started to to develop feelings for them. I would be okay with that. I mean, it would take a lot of communication and us understanding what that means for us, but we're not, we don't block ourselves off of anything at this point. No. Also, you know, with our, we have a 20 year age gap, obviously I'm 52, Brenna's 32. I am fully convinced that at some point we end up in some type of polyamorous dynamic in that I, I would like Brenna to have another partner that is closer to her age, at least within 10, five, eight years. Um, for any number of reasons, right? I'm, I'm going to age out of this not too long from now. I'm 52. What do I got? 10 more years, maybe? Hopefully, if I keep my shit together. You got 50 more years. Your, yeah. dick, your, 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 your dick is never going to get retired, Brian. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I'm I not sure. He's only halfway through his life. He has to be 100, <laughs> yeah. live to be 104. So you can't buckle up. I can't do it. I don't have it. I don't know if he has to swing to be 104. But <laughs> I certainly hope not. That would be disturbing on every level. But I think for me, I would feel better knowing that she's got a partner who is you know closer to her age. And, and listen, we do a lot of things together. We do everything together. There are some things that I enjoy that Brenda does not, some things she enjoys that I do not, you know, in the vanilla world. And we would like to be able to enjoy those things regardless of whether or not we have to drag the other person. So having a partner who might be amenable to those things, like she wants desperately to go sing karaoke. I don't fucking sing in the shower. That's not a thing. So yeah, I don't do that. So I will sing to annoy her in the car because I can't sing. And annoying it is. Yeah, Yeah, I can't sing. And I know I can't sing, so I don't do it. So she should be able to go and do those things. She just needs to find a partner to do it. So I think at some point there will be a a polyamorous, very serious polyamorous dynamic in in play with us along the way. I don't think it's going to be me. I think it's going to be her. Okay. Hint, hint. I love karaoke. I'm just going to leave it at that. Well, there you go. We can so, go sing karaoke anytime. Hey, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, and like it, it's crazy the age dynamics, right? So, like, um, because we're we're all ten years apart, actually. So, I'm assuming yeah. uh, you're 1970, I'm 1980, you're 1990, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. And what was funny was I actually had uh, a couple that I met out of Florida, and it was a 20 year age gap between us all. So it was last year I was 41, and he was 61. And then she was 21. And I was like, wow. shit, you know? Wow. And, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and even me on my side, I was yeah. like, am I 
Am I rocking the cradle? Because I'm like, she's a little bit too young. Well, under normal circumstances, you would be. However, since her <laughs> partner was 61, you get a pass. That's okay. how that works. Yeah. Normally, I would be looking at you kind of side-eye, like, uh, really, Doc? Like, give me a fucking break. You know, you're hanging out at the mall. Or, you know, with him being 61, I feel like that takes the pressure off of you. And we literally just had this conversation this morning. No bullshit. We were just talking about this this morning, and I think we even talked about it a little bit on the show. We recorded we recorded one of our shows this morning about just how young is young at this point, you know, because Brenda gets hit up by 21, 22-year-old guys all the time who, who lie and say they're 25 or 28, and then, of course, it comes out that they're 21. And for me, I'm fucking old, man. I, you know, we have a friend back in Montana that I played with. She's 20, She was 26 back then, and so that made me, you know, 50, I guess, which kind of freaked me out a little bit, mm-hmm. but an old soul, not a, not by any means mentally a 26-year-old a, a kid. This girl was worldly and cultured and advanced and educated and you know just so cool. It wasn't like talking to a typical 26-year-old. So I think yeah. it has to do with the person too. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and I agree, you know, and I mean, you, you would think, because uh, I mean, I, I think typically in our culture, it's always assumed that if somebody's going to be the older partner, it's going to be the guy. Right. Right. And even when we got into the lifestyle, uh, myself and Caramel, uh, it was about six years ago. And so uh, we're a year apart from each other. So uh, she's well, a year and a half. She's 40. I'm 42. But back then we were 36 years old, 35 years old. And what I found was it it was a lot of uh, older women that I was connecting with that were, you know, like 10, 15 years plus my senior. Right. Yeah. And like, I kind of found that sexy because I was like, Ooh, this is like a hot teacher fantasy, you know, like, woo, <laughs> you know, and I think it's just how like vicariously you live, you know, with, uh, when it comes to age, you know, and, but yeah, I, I get it. So like you keep swinging until you're 99, Brian. And then at that sure. point you can retire if you want or if Brenna allows you to retire. Yeah. Exactly. He has to ask permission. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> ask permission. I'm not quite sure how it's going to be swinging at 99, but we'll find out. <laughs> All right. So awesome. So what made you guys move from Montana? And I had to say this. Okay. So we were talking before we started recording and I was telling you guys, I have a friend up there in uh, Montana and uh, she's hot blonde QOS. And, you know, she, she, yeah, she got me to fly out to Montana, you know, and so yeah. of course I'm dry, gonna uh, flying out there, and I'm like, okay, is it gonna be kind of weird out there? Like I'm the only black dude up there, and I fucking love Montana. You know, I spent about four or five days up there. Everybody was great. They were awesome. Everybody was friendly. It was like I love the 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 wilderness and the greenery and the countryness of it. And I would honestly spend some time out there in Montana. So my question to you. <laughs> What made y'all move from Montana to Vegas? Well, I grew up in Montana. I lived there my okay. entire life. And so I think for me, I I always felt like I was missing out on things because Montana is great. It's a beautiful state. But in terms of sex positivity and, you know, being um, exposed to things like the LGBTQ community and just different ways of thought, I felt like I was kind of stifled, especially once we got into the lifestyle, because when you start communicating with people from other states and hearing their experiences and the things that they're going and doing every week, 
weekend. It's like, well, hell, we're really missing out. Like we are very isolated. So I think that was our biggest driver. I think the other thing was just in general, we, we wanted to explore together. So we didn't go straight from Montana to here in Vegas. We went from Montana to Florida, all over Florida. We spent time in Georgia. We were kind of all over the place. And that was very, that was a great time. It was a frustrating time in some ways, but in terms of lifestyle activity, that's when I was exposed to so much. And that was what kind of set the foundation for us to come to Vegas and start doing things like events and just branching out and doing new things and like finally finding our, our true voices and not feeling like we were put in this little box like we were in Montana. So I think that was probably the biggest reason from my perspective anyway. Pardon the interruption. If you're a cuckold gentleman, a stag, a voyeur, or maybe you're just a woman that likes to watch amateur BBC porn, if you are, I got a question to ask you. Do you want to follow Doc Chocolate's sexy ass adventures and playtime that I have with the most gorgeous hot wives, queens of spades, and milfs out there? Now, if you answered yes, then you want to go ahead and pause this episode right now and go to my website at bullsandqueens.com and subscribe to my OnlyFans page. So that's going to be at bullsandqueens.com, bullsandqueens.com, and click that button that says OnlyFans. And what's going to happen is you're going to get access to my personal collection of videos, pictures of my kinky lifestyle adventures in my playtime that I have with my friends with benefits and you'll also be able to chat with me and the other fans and also do custom requests and I am on there daily so for access to my OnlyFans for a limited time only you guys I want you to go to bullsandqueens.com click that link that says OnlyFans and join the fan club I'll see you on the other side. Now, back to the spicy episode. Yeah, for me, listen, man, I love Montana. I, um, for many, many years, I, I worked uh, as the COO slash CFO for a large restaurant group in Texas. And I had a, an employee back in like 2013 who kept talking to me about Bozeman, Montana. The, the most amazing town in the world. It's where she grew up. She was in Texas and Dallas going to school. And so I went out there because I, I just, I wanted to see what this place is all about. And I fell in love with it. It took a very short trip. When I left my corporate job, it was my fuck you to the corporate world was like, I'm leaving Texas and I'm taking my ass to the country. I'm going to Montana. I'm leaving Houston. I'm going to Montana. And that's what I did. And I wanted to go to a small town with very few people. No one knew me. I wanted to see some snow. I hadn't seen snow in forever. And, you know, I just wanted to, I wanted to live differently than I had been in a long time. And it was fucking so much fun, man. Montana's beautiful. You know that you've been there. Well, once Brendan and I got into the lifestyle, like she said, and really started to travel to go to places like Denver and Florida to get involved in clubs and events and that kind of thing. It was like, man, we're, we really are kind of stifled here because you, you run into the same people in Montana. You were in a great little town, a college town. So there's a little bit more diversity there where we lived. It, man, there, there's no diversity. It, every, the dudes online, they're all the same dude. It's a bunch of straight white dudes fishing. That's what you get, That's which is it. fine. Yeah. Like, I like the variety. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. So it was like, we really need to... 
I think we need a little bit more. You know, we need some more sustenance here. This isn't enough. So I wanted her to travel. She'd never lived anywhere else before other than Montana. I've lived everywhere. I traveled for work for 30 plus years. I wanted her to see some stuff. And uh, when we got to uh, Vegas, I'd been coming to Vegas forever for work, you know, 60 times over the course of 30 years. And everyone loved being here. We talked to all the locals. The locals loved it. They love it, right? No one here doesn't want to be here that we talk to. And we mm-hmm. fell in love with the local scene. Traveling out of here is a breeze. International yeah. airport, you can be anywhere. Her family is still in Montana, super close. We can fly there in an hour and a half, nothing to it. You know, it just made a lot of sense. And we love it. It's just a great fucking time. Yeah. And, you know, so many people, they they stay in the city that they grew up in just because it's just comfortable. They don't want to step out. They don't want to try things. And I believe you only live once, right? Exactly. Yeah. Life is really short, especially for us being 20 years apart. It's like, we need to have adventures. We need to make memories. We need to be at a point where when Brian does retire from the lifestyle, we're like, wow, we can just, we can coast on these memories for the rest of our lives together. Yeah. Listen, man, I grew up in Jersey. I told you when we got started recording, I have to go back for a wedding in September. I have not seen portions of people in my family for almost 40 years, four zero. I didn't go back. I left, got out of high school, I had a little stint, uh, did a little time with the state, and then I went to college in Georgia. Okay, I never went back. I went from Georgia to Texas and then traveled everywhere. I never went back home. I'm going to go back and I'm going to meet, see people that I haven't seen in 40 years who have never left the town or in some cases the home they grew up in. They married the girl they went or the guy they went to high school with. They got 2.5 kids. They didn't do anything. These are people I'm going to have to sit with that I haven't spoken to in you know four decades. I have nothing in common with them. I don't even know what to say to them. But that's a lot of that's a lot of people. They don't ever leave you know the, what they think is comfortable or what they know. It's it's a bizarre concept to me. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. And I mean, I've uh, heard on different uh, podcasts uh, talking about psychology that uh, back in the day when we were uh, not as civilized that. If you were different from the crowd or the tribe that you're in, you were a target. And it's just, just like, you know, in the animal kingdom, right? So the lion always goes after the gazelle that's on the outskirts, you know, but if you're, if you match in with everybody else, then no harm will come to you. And I think maybe that's in part of our DNA to try to not be different, try and go with the flow and be a part of the crowd, you know? Well, and oh. us three do the complete opposite in every way. When you think about it, I mean, look what we do. We talk about our freaking non-monogamous sex lives basically for a living. I mean, that's, it's crazy to think about, but yeah, we, I think we would all three be thought of as the weak gazelles and I don't think of it that way at all. Yeah. I, I mean, I look at it completely differently I, and I understand that where that comes from the physiology of, of where people might get that idea. But for me, you know, we are pack animals. There's no doubt. I just can't run with the pack. I am bored out of my mind. First of all, yeah. you you got to keep up with me. I'm not. Tr- I'm not. You know, <laughs> not following you. You're gonna have to figure that shit out. And if you can't, that's fine. I'll go find a pack of folks that can run with me. You know what I mean? And that's what I've done all my life. So the idea of staying just completely, you know, in one spot, not yep. man, it 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 really does. It makes me crazy. It wears me out. Shit, we can't stay home for more than two days in a row. I gotta get the fuck out of here. You know, we need to go do something, especially now with all the traveling we're doing. We travel every month, at least once a month to another state. We can't sit still, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I love it. And I love it. And that takes me to another uh, part of the conversation. So you guys have these 
parties, don't y'all? I, I, am I correct? Do you guys have parties or oh, yeah. am I talking about somebody else? Nope, that's us. Oh, yeah. we, host, we host a lot. We host one event here in Vegas every month, and then we try to host one out of state every month, too. So, uh, and, and the big reason that happened is, you know, back to the idea of, you know, not running with the pack. We went to lifestyle events, more swinger centric events. And a lot of times single guys weren't there at all. And if they were, they were in very small numbers. And it was almost like they were ostracized by the rest of the crowd there. I love single men. That is my jam. So I wanted to at events where they weren't only welcome, but they were celebrated. So that's really what we created. Yeah, we host the, uh, the Hot Wives of Life Vegas event. And then, of course, we host the vault party as well. We're getting ready to do a third event in Vegas starting uh, on Thanksgiving, actually. So we'll have three different events kind of rotating through here locally. And then we do the events out of state in you know, Denver, Arizona. Uh, we're going to Portland. Portland. Uh, where else? Florida, of course. So we're, we're, we're branching out. Hey, have you heard? There's a new matchmaking service called Venus Connections, and it's for single women and single men who are looking for a loving, cuckolding relationship. If you are a single woman and you think this might be the kind of relationship that you might like, you can go to bullsandqueens.com slash Venus. Yes, that's me, Venus. To get more information and some little goodies about discounts. So write that down. That's bullsandqueens.com slash Venus. And I love the fact that you team up with uh, clubs that are positive uh, and they align with what you're trying to do. Because I know that, uh, am, am I allowed to say the name of the club yeah, out here in Vegas? So, yeah, I love the fact that you're uh, lined up with uh, Playhouse LV because they do lean towards that hot wife dynamic, you know, and uh, there were some very positive uh, single men up there. You know, my my wife got uh, a number of a guy up there. And (laughs) so we'll see what happens with that. But uh, it's fun and I love it. And I love the fact that we've all come to the conclusion that life is short. So we might as well just live our best life. Right. Yeah, absolutely. We you know we, I'm not sure about you, doc. I don't know, you know, the kind of circles that you run in. We of course run in some of the same, but in this odd, bizarre, you know, lifestyle, ethically non-monogamous space that we're in, there's all this kind of weird shit that flies around about people doing this for a living. You know, what we yeah. do for a living, what you do for a living. Listen, man, I worked for a long time and I made a lot of motherfuckers millionaires. Okay. And what I decided was I was never going to do that again. I may never be one, but I'm never going to make somebody else one. My, that shit's over. So I, it, it, honestly, my company sold to a publicly traded company. I found out by a fucking phone call from another from an attorney. Okay, And I worked for almost 30 years for that company. I was not going to go down that road again. So for me, I, you know, we wanted to do what fucking mattered. You know? And this matters to us. And if you can do something that matters for a living, Shit, man, I don't give a fuck what it is, provided you're not hurting anybody, you need to do it. That is a really, really good way of saying that, uh, Brian, because because um, you guys obviously make money and make a living from this uh, this lifestyle. Yeah, and we're, we're proud of it. I'm not. A, we're not by any means ashamed of it. We formed a corporation. We have insurance. We have attorneys. We we are we do every fucking thing that anybody else would do to run a business, and that's what we do. You know, and I did it for a lot of people for a lot of years and made them 
an inordinate amount of money. You know, one of those guys lives here in Vegas in a 30,000 square foot fucking house, like six miles away from us, you know? So I'm not looking to do that for anybody else again. No way. That is deep. You know, and and, and you said it, you you said it very eloquently, Brian, because I've never heard it uh, stated like that, you know, because I 110% agree with what you just said, Uh, because like, why should we have to make a living doing something that we hate? You know what I'm saying? Or do something which like just sucks the living soul out of us. You know, you guys love the lifestyle. So why should you not monetize it? Right. And you're excellent at what you do, because, you know, I know you have the the parties that you throw. You have the courses. Uh, I think you have the the lifestyle coaching. Uh, what else do you, oh, you have the OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, we yeah. do. Uh, My favorite oh, part. <laughs> well, oh, your favorite part. And the podcast, of course, which started the whole thing. You know, we're very fortunate. The podcast does really great. And it's, you know, people like it. Oddly enough, we started with a, a fucking iPhone and a bullshit microphone doing it four years ago. Uh, but, you know, it's it's turned into what it's turned into. And again, we're not, I'm not ashamed of it. Like I said, working, you just said it, working for somebody else and, you know, putting in the time, the blood, the sweat and earning, uh, you know, dollars for someone else. Why why do that? I, I used to enjoy what I used to do. I really did for a period of time until you start taking advantage of me. Now I got to go somewhere else. I got to do something else. And now we do what we want to do. We also do what we do because we experienced some really fucking shitty clubs and parties. They were terrible. And we said, we're, we're not going to those anymore. We're either going to attend the ones that make sense for us, or we're just going to create our own, which is what we've done. That's beautiful. So I want to hear about these only fan pages like what's what's the story with that look like i I'll, hey hey i almost like missed talking about the most exciting parts brenna what the hell is wrong with me <laughs> I don't know because that is the best part. I love doing OnlyFans. It is so much fun. It was it was really interesting because in the beginning, Brian was like, "You need to do an OnlyFans. You need to do an OnlyFans." And I was like, "No, I don't. I don't have a perfect body. You know, I'm a size twelve. I've got a belly pooch. All this stupid shit." Now I rock it, and I feel so hot doing it, and it's really empowering. And I, I it's really interesting too that I have a lot of women that subscribe to my OnlyFans, and they love that they're seeing someone that looks more like them. You know, I'm not a size two with giant silicone tits. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Those women are stunning, but that's not who I am. And I don't think that's the majority of women in the lifestyle or out there period. So that's been really fun to just be able to explore my sexuality in a different way. And, you know, and to also meet some of the coolest people around, I've been able to collaborate with literally some of the nicest, most conscientious people in the lifestyle period. And it's been wonderful. And hot. (laughs) (laughs) She had to throw in and hot. (laughs) It is. Yeah. Listen, I think it's great. She does really well with it. It, It's, you know, you talk about going from, you know, from Montana to Vegas, right? And of course, there was a Mm -hmm. lot of shit that took place in the middle of that. But when we first met, you know, this Brenna is not the Brenna you would have met five, you know, five and a half years ago. Quiet, demure, non-confrontational. You know, if there was an argument, she was not about to get in the middle of of it. She would have distanced herself from it. You know, if I anytime anything's happened that was out of the ordinary, aggressive, anything, she was out. 
that this that's not who she was. I now, was incompetent. That's how yeah. there was to it. I am such a confident woman now. And I think that that's reflected best in my OnlyFans. Yeah, she's empowered, confident, sure of herself, very different person. I love it because there's an evolution that took place, right? Absolutely. A huge evolution. Like Brian said, I used to be a very quiet person and I used to, especially with my sexuality, I was very expressive with him, but both the podcast and OnlyFans have just taught me how much power I have in my sexuality. I mean, my ability to be a strong sexual presence is a beautiful thing and it's not something I shy away from anymore. And I think that's the biggest thing to come out of all of this for me personally. Got it. Got it. And so Brenna, you're bisexual, right? Correct. And then, Brian, you're pansexual? Yeah, it, it, I know it gets confusing, right? Okay. I am not heterosexual. We'll just, that, that's the easiest way to say it. Okay. So, like, do you have any, because, uh, like, I, I posed this question on Twitter, like, a couple weeks ago, and, you know, something that, um, you know, I've seen over the course of, like, a, a long-ass time in the lifestyle is that, you know, bisexual women are very, very uh, welcomed, right? But then bisexual dudes, like, they get dissed and then usually it's the bisexual woman that are dissing the bisexual man. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, you know, there are a lot of theories around this obviously. Right. But you're absolutely right. When you talk to the, the swinger purists and I'm using air quotes, we don't even refer to ourselves as swingers at this point. We're just in an open relationship and we're open to a lot of different dynamics. Okay. But when you go to a swinger centric event or, you know, any type of get together with hardcore, same room, lights on, same bed, you know, couple for couple swingers, those people will tend to shy away from the idea that they don't, they don't want to play with a man who's not heterosexual because, you know, they don't want two guys cocks touching. I mean, you know, listen, you're, you're four fucking people on a bed. Some you're going to get some innocuous touch or you're doing something wrong. Okay. So that, that, let me just throw that out there. Also, when it comes to that, a whole lot more folks are bisexual guys in this space than anyone would want to admit. And we had this conversation. I did very aggressive conversation at a resort one day because I was, I was being made privy to a, a, a chat between two, let's call them gentlemen, referring to a guy who was bisexual that they didn't realize was bisexual that ended up playing with them and their wives the night before. And I basically told him, I said, you know, you could be in the presence of someone who's bisexual. You'd never know it. And if you're in this space for any length of time and you think you haven't played in the room with a bisexual man, well, you're just fucking stupid. And by the way, I'm not heterosexual. And you've been standing here talking to me for 10 fucking minutes. Did you know it? And of course, you know, crickets, not a fucking sound. So, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, the guys, I have never experienced it. That, I mean, that was just a, a stupid example, but I've never been turned down. I've never, never tried to, you know, no one's ever tried to, you know, sexualize me in any way or any of that. I've, I've never seen it personally. Well, I mean, it's because you're this big, studly guy, you know, like you bitch press like trucks and vehicles and shit. Well, yeah, like listen, I don't, you get- <laughs> I don't, I don't know what people look at and they go, oh, well, you're, he's not by, I don't even know how the fuck you do that. Right. I have no idea, you know, but you, you know, you, you can act like a bi man. Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> buy dude look like, you know, I mean, I, I know a lot of bi guys. So to me, they're just guys. They're my friends or whatever, you know? And so, yeah, I, it's crazy. People just hit this, this, you know, insane notion that we are supposed to look or behave a certain yeah. way. I, you know, I don't get it. Right. It's, it, it's, it's just crazy. 
Yeah, it really is. It really is. And um, you're right in that aspect, because like even me, like I didn't know that there was a bunch of bisexual guys out there. So I made that post. Right. And so I made the post and I did whatever the hell I was doing. Right. And then I got back about maybe 10, 11 hours later. You know, I'm just looking at my Twitter and then I see all these comments and all this stuff. And I was like, damn, I was like, damn. And then I was like, oh, he's bisexual. He's bisexual. I was like, damn. But to the point of the post that you put up too, there were so many women that posted on your Twitter post and were like, I love bi men. I love seeing men together. That's very hot to me. And I do think that we as women need to do a better job of expressing that because I think it would make men feel more comfortable and safe coming out as something other than heteronormative. So I think there's, I think we're starting to move in the right direction. You see a lot more people being willing to be honest about who they are. And I think that's due in large part to honestly, I have to give Brian props. People like Brian coming out very publicly. I mean, we he came out on our podcast two years ago yeah, and there was maybe. a lot of conversation about it. And I just thought that was wonderful. There, was, I cannot tell you how many emails we've received from guys saying, thank you for doing that because you inspired me to do the same. And so I just think it takes men like Brian being willing to be vulnerable in that way. It's really wonderful. Yeah, there's, you know, I, I think one of the nicest things anyone said to me thus far, I got a, an affirmation in one of our Telegram groups yesterday or day before from one of the guys in our group um, crediting me for him coming to terms or really kind of opening up about his sexuality. And, you know, this is, a again, I mean, if we're talking about stereotypes, you probably wouldn't look at him and go, oh, he's bi. You know, yeah. another 250 pound wall of muscle, you know, just a big dude, you know. And so for him to do that, really made me feel good because he, you know, he's living the, his best life at this point. I mean, he couldn't be happier. I don't think based on the conversations that we've had. So for people to really come out and, and be comfortable with who they are, I mean, that's the most important thing. I'm playing with a single gal right now that Brenna had the chance to meet last night. We call her Susan. Um, she confided in me that because I wasn't straight was one of the reasons she was interested in initially meeting me because she has found that guys who are other than heteronormative have a different outlook on things and they play differently and they kind of understand things differently, or at least accept things differently. I thought that was great. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I applaud you. And I know uh, Bulls and Queens Nation applauds uh, both two of you guys. So uh, you guys are definitely standing up for the people. So you guys had a HBO episode recently. We did. Tell us about that. Yeah, we were invited to be on a show called Pause with Sam J. Um, Sam J is a, a lesbian comedian, woman of color, who touches on a lot of really important, interesting, sometimes controversial topics. And we were lucky enough to be on. I actually have not seen the episode. We were talking about that before we recorded. I probably will never. I'm too neurotic for that shit. Uh, but <laughs> I hear it was good. So that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, I watched it. Uh, you know, I uh, it took me a while, but I did, and I I thought it was interesting. She it was really unique how it was uh, filmed, and of course, when we were there, I thought it was kind of a unique situation. But like Brenda mentioned, she's a comedian. She's very very funny, and it's kind of like our conversation with her clipped with conversations she's having with other people about the kind of surrounding topics. And it was really very interesting to watch. And it's always tough to watch yourself, you know, listening to yeah, yourself and yeah. watching yourself. And I'm watching this thing. I'm going, oh, don't be an asshole. Don't sound stupid. Don't <laughs> say anything stupid. And it, it wasn't terrible. I don't think it was terrible. I'm not going to say it was fucking perfect, but it wasn't terrible. 
Awesome. Awesome. So we definitely want to watch that. And I know uh, Brenna and myself, we were like uh, cheesing each other and chatting back and forth like, hey, I'm going to watch the episode before you, Brenna. And I, was, I think I was talking <laughs> shit about you. I was like, I was like, why the fuck did you not watch the episode yet? She's like, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> it's tough. We, we were we did this once before and it was not a great experience on another uh, uh, with another production company, another channel. We, you know, it wasn't bad what came out, but it was not a great experience having it done. And it really kind of soured it for us. And we didn't watch it for, I didn't watch it for almost a year. Yeah. It's bigger than that though. I purposefully don't edit any of my OnlyFans stuff because I don't want to watch that either. <laughs> it's you, not, I, I think I look great in it. That's not the problem. I just get weird. I don't know. I start picking things apart. I'm very analytical. I'm a perfectionist. So I know I would watch it and be like, oh, no, you didn't do that right. Nope. Didn't climb on that cock right. What's wrong with you? There would be problems. So I just don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I don't listen to our podcast and I don't edit it because I can't listen to myself recorded. In fact, when Brenna's doing the editing, I'll put headphones in so I don't have to hear myself. It drives me crazy. I can't listen to it. Okay, so Brenna edits the podcast. Yep. And then with the OnlyFans video, maybe you should edit it, Brian. I would be too busy jerking off, probably. <laughs> that would never get done. It would take days. <laughs> How am I going to get at some point that shit's got to go live, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that way, too. Like, I, I get to editing and I'm like, Oh shit. Ooh. Ooh. Well, you know, we were talking today on the, one of the episodes we just recorded about the uh just the last time, well not the last time, this a couple of weeks ago she was with one of her regular playmates and I actually sat and watched, which I never do. I haven't done that in years. And uh he, the gentleman asked me if I would take some pictures and some video. So of course I'm I'm taking pictures and and uh taking the video and while they're playing I'm watch, catching myself looking at the pictures that I just took. I'm so fucking ADHD. So I'm not even paying attention to what's going on because I'm fixated on what I just photographed or just, you know, recorded. So yeah, I'm weird that way. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, all right. Are you guys ready for some rapid fire questions before we end this episode? Hell yes. Let's Bring it. it. Yeah. I like that response, Brenda. All right. You got your bulletproof vest on? <laughs> as best we can. Yes. Yeah. Rapid fire. All right, all right, cool, cool. All right, question number one: Gang bangs or orgies, and why? Gang bangs because I am a spoiled brat and I want as many cocks as possible. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. All right, hey, that's a shout out to you, Cam at Bang Gang. The gang, bull bang gang, the yes. bull gang bang. That's like a say that three times fast. Bull bang gang, bull bang gang. I can't. <laughs> Cam, 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 we'll just do that. Listen, I, I envy, I envy Cam because I put the gangbang together for her birthday, and that is not fucking easy. That is no easy task. So for him to do it the way he does it, and as seamlessly as he does it, as often as he does it, man, that's it. he can have that job. I want none of it. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, oh, same question to you, Brian. Uh, yeah, gangbang for me. I would much. So for me personally, I want to. I want Brenda to have as much satiation as possible. I want her to enjoy as much as possible. I personally would never get involved in an orgy. It's not my thing. And if I'm going to watch something or be privy to something, I want it to be focused on her. So gang bang for sure. Beautiful. Beautiful. Second question. Winter in Montana or summer in Las Vegas? Neither. 
uh, that's tough, man. Uh, I got to go with summer in Vegas. Yeah, because at least you can get into a pool and cool up. So I would go with that too. Yeah. Anyone who says winter in Montana has not been there when it's minus 40 plus. Oh, Lord. I remember living in Omaha, Nebraska, and I think the coldest it got uh, was about a negative 40 windshield. It was during the time when the polar vortex came through about 15, 20 plus years ago. I had an escrow back then. So, yeah, I did have hair at one point. And so, like, when we stepped out, like, the escrow froze, like, (laughs) immediately. And it was so cold, you couldn't even see your breath come out yeah yeah it's terrible when it gets that cold nothing lives at minus 40 very well i mean even bison are like fuck this this is ridiculous yeah they're like (laughs) yeah it's just crazy yeah winter uh winter in montana is unforgiving summer in vegas is tough but you know uh you get into a pool and call it a day yeah yeah you live okay okay i got it all right last question doggy style or cowgirls Ooh. And that's a hard one. They're it is. so good. I'm going to go with doggy just because I like my ass and I like that people get to look at it. <laughs> I'm going with doggy because I like her ass and I like to look at it. Beautiful. Beautiful. You guys are so beautiful. Thank you for being on. And real quick, go ahead and tell us your website name and the places for people to find you at social media, all that. We're going to have the links in the show notes as well. And then just give us some words of advice and we will sign off. Honestly, the easiest place to find everything is from porchswingers.com. You can find our events there. You can find the naughty links there. You can find the podcast and words of wisdom. Interesting. I think the biggest one for me and I say this a lot to newer hot wife couples is don't get caught up in hot wife frenzy. Cause that's a thing you get so excited. You're having good experiences. And Brian always says it's like a potato chip. You can't just have one. So you're constantly <laughs> looking for the next experience. And sometimes that can result in horrible train wreck experiences. So I would say be patient and don't get caught up in hot wife frenzy. For sure. And for the guys be real patient. Uh, let the ladies dictate the pace. Don't be in a rush. Uh, and just be supportive and thoughtful and and understanding and things will absolutely come your way. Beautiful, beautiful. So thank you, Brian and Brenda, for appearing on the Bulls and Queens and you lovely, sexy ladies and you handsome gentlemen. Y'all be blessed until next time and stay sexy, have sex, be positive and all that other good stuff. Thank you for listening to everybody's favorite black man candy, Doc Chocolate of the Bulls and Queens podcast. If you would like Doc Chocolate to help you host your next fun and kinky private party, or you want info on his next monthly Las Vegas Bulls and Queens play party, or you'd like to have him pose as a nude or semi-nude model for your next girls' night out or bachelorette party, make sure you go to www.bullsandqueens.com right now and fill out the form on the website to contact Doc. Again, that's www.bullsandqueens.com. Until next time, bulls, queens, and cucks, stay sexy.